meditations of our hearts and the words of our mouths that we've sung to you, Lord, may they have been acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer and our Savior. Amen and amen.
Welcome to each and every one of you in the church this morning. And a particularly warm welcome if you're watching online or indeed if you'll be watching later on. You too are very welcome. And we've got a welcome uh, to extend to a member of the congregation who you'll see um, in the coming weeks. Um, we've got Charlene Condeco. Charlene, where are you? Well, there. Go and stand up, Charlene. Let us all see you. There you are. <laughs> Welcome, Charlene. Charlene will be spending a year, Amanda, with us. A year with us uh, coming uh, from December. So you're very welcome, and I'm sure there'll be more welcomes for you when you do actually come to the old church. But we believe that you're uh, conducting worship next week. Is that correct? There you go. Good to hear you. Good to hear you. Good to see you. The new duty teams are, uh, have been sent out, uh, so can you check? Uh, your emails, please, and your pigeonholes if you're an elder. Um, be, uh, it's for the next three months. Uh, we've introduced the duty teams again, so um, please check and make sure that you know what dates what, that you're on duty. A reminder, there is obviously tea and coffee after the service, and you're all welcome to stay for a, a cup of tea and coffee and for a wee bit of chat uh, after. But we asked, or the ladies asked, if you could, if you could bring your own cups it's not like the Sunday school or whatever. Bring your own cups from the pews and put them in the bin after you've used them, please. Um, they would be eternally grateful if you could do that. Thank you. Uh, pastoral cover uh, for the next two weeks. Pastoral cover. If you need pastoral cover, can you please, the coming week, contact myself. Uh, my telephone number is 07725. 885209 and then for the week after that uh, contact the session clerk Diane and 01506 510936 and either she or I will arrange pastoral cover uh, for you, thank you and finally uh, food notice it's obvious I haven't done this for a while isn't it, a food hygiene training course is available and if you want to undertake that course, can you please talk to Shona for further details? Thanks very much. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Ken. Good to see you back in training again. 
<laughs> I knew you would say that, you can't get the staff. Um, and actually, a good point, just that last point there about food hygiene training. Um, the Church of Scotland are now asking that everybody who handles food in any way, so even if you're a baker for our afternoon teas or anything like that, they would really like it, given um, obviously the risk of COVID being passed on in different ways, um, Church of Scotland would really like it if anybody who's involved in food preparation in the congregation would, would take place or take part in the food hygiene training that they're offering. It's free, it's online, and if you, you know, so if you want any more information, um, then please see Shona afterwards and she'll be able to give you, or even if you send me an email when I come back from my time off, then I will find the email and give you the details of it. Unless it's in the next two weeks, is it, Shona? It can be whenever. It can be whenever. Excellent. So, um, so yeah, so a big, a big encouragement. If you prepare food um, in any way for kind of within the life of the congregation, then there's a big encouragement to take part in the training. And it's not, it's not hard. Um, I passed it back in the day, so it's really not hard at all. And if you talk to my children, they would never recommend my cooking, but I passed food hygiene training. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing to say or not, actually. Um, so, yeah. Why don't you turn to the people around about you? Ken's already welcomed everybody, so it's good to see everyone. But why not turn around to the people around you and say good morning. If you don't recognise the person sitting behind you, re uh, introduce yourself. Uh, if you do, then have a blether. I wonder how long it will be before we can get back to actually getting up from this side and going to that side and saying good morning. Eh? I wonder if we'll get back to that stage again. Whoa, a plan maybe in the hatching, who knows. Anyway, we've come to worship God and it's great to see so many of you this morning. Uh, and an invitation to join in our call to worship. The words are up on the screen. And I invite you to say the words in gold. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is a day of new beginnings. Come, let us prepare ourselves for worship. Let's stand and sing our first hymn. Be still for the presence of the Lord.
Let's come before God in prayer. Let's pray. Father, we come into this time, into this space and into this moment, drawn here, pulled here by a force that is beyond our understanding, called here by you, enveloped in your love and encouraged to come to set aside the cares of the day and just to be in your presence. To bring you our praise and our thanksgivings. To offer our worship. Not because of who we are or how we are, but because of who you are and how you are. Always loving. Mercy new each morning as a sunrise. Always compassionate. Always the same. Always faithful. And Lord, we thank you for the many, many ways that you are at work in, your life, in our lives. For the ways in which we see your hand guiding us. For the ways in which we feel your love for the ways in which we see you at work, for the answers to prayer, for the encouraging words of a friend, for the embrace of a loved one. All ways in which we can see you in our lives. And for these we praise you. We praise you for the autumn leaves, for the cool wind and the misty mornings, for the rain and for the beauty of the sunlight when it comes from behind the clouds. We praise you for the food on our table, for the roofs over our head, for the wonder of love and friendship, all good gifts from a good and gracious God. And we praise you for Jesus, for the love shown to humanity, not just in that moment, but through his death and resurrection to all in every moment. Lord, thank you for the difference that that makes in our lives. Lives which have the opportunity to be made new in Christ. And so, Lord, we come. We come as we are in the knowledge and in the faith that your power can transform our lives. That in all things you are working for our good and in every circumstance you are with us. But we also come knowing that we are not as we should be. We get cross. We're impatient. We're tired. We see things, we do things that we wish that we didn't or, that, or we don't do them and we wish that we had. 
And so for all these times this week, Lord, when we have acted or said things that damage our relationships, either with ourselves or with others or with you, we say sorry. And we say sorry in the knowledge that you forgive us. And that that forgiveness is life-changing. That forgiveness is transforming. And so, Lord, may that knowledge of forgiveness not just stay in our heads, but travel to our hearts so that our lives might be changed and in turn that we, in the way that we act, as forgiven, as loved, as cherished, might impact and change the society around us. Lord, all these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So over the last few weeks, we've been thinking about change. Change past, up to kind of now, change to come, and how we feel about it and what God says about it or God's word says about it and so this morning what I want you to think about is the sense that change is constant isn't it that's that's kind of what we've realized over the past few weeks change is all around us all of the time and so today is a new day the first day of a new week it's exciting it's full of possibility full of opportunity what could begin What could happen? What new thing have you begun recently that you're excited about? Or what new thing have you purchased? Have a think and then share with a neighbour. What are you excited about? What new thing is happening in your life? Um, What new thing have you bought recently that you're like really excited about? Might even just be new shoes. I want new shoes. I went looking for new shoes last week and I've still not found any. You know, what new thing? are you excited about? It might be just this new day and all of the possibility that it brings. It might be that you're on holiday from school and there's a whole week of possibility ahead of you. What new thing is happening for you? It's awful quiet. Chat to your neighbour.
what do you think then? What new things, or not so much what do you think, what do you know? What new things are happening? What new thing are you excited about? What new thing is beginning? Um, a couple of weeks ago, I bought a friend's version of Monopoly. Wow. And also, um, something new that's happened is that I know that what school show we're doing in March. So you're excited about it? Excellent. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Anybody else? Come on, there was an awful lot of chat. Unless you were chatting about what you were having for your lunch or what you've been up to over the weekend. I'll give you a laugh, Amanda. I wanted a new pair of black trousers. Uh -huh. Went to Tesco, saw lovely black trousers, nice feel, came home, wouldn't fit, half up the leg, the children's. Oh. <laughs> so you wish you could turn the clock back? Yes, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, what new things? Could be something you've bought, could be something that's happening, could be something you're trying. My daughter's arriving from Geneva today and we're going on up to Nairn for a couple of days' holiday. Lovely. Yes. And have you been before? I've never been to Nairn before. So it's a whole new experience? A whole new experience. Lovely. Yes, and a new experience for... Just the two of us, no children, no grandchildren, nothing, just... Wow, so that. lots of new things, a whole new chapter. Excellent, I love that, brilliant. Anybody else? You're awful quiet this morning, my goodness. So a couple of new experiences, new things, people excited about different things, and a new fresh kind of beginning in some ways so but getting something new means change doesn't it because getting so if I, if I had managed to find new shoes then it would have meant giving up on these shoes which I've now had for about five or six years which are comfy maybe a bit too comfy because they're getting a bit saggy which is why I need new ones but it would mean giving up on something we've already got and bringing this new thing, giving this new thing space. And, uh, you know, there's lots of mixed feelings about that. So new is change. To have new things is change. Last year I bought a coffee machine and I put it in the kitchen and it meant I had to reorganise all of my kitchen worktops to actually make this coffee machine fit in. And it meant getting rid of the bread bin, which we've had for, I don't know how many years, lots of years. Um, but it had just, it very rarely had bread in it because we don't use a lot of bread in our house. So the bread would go in it and then it would go, I'm not going to tell you what the bread would end up like. But anyway, I'm sure you can imagine. But it just became a dumping ground. It became a shelf for everything just to sit on top of it. So I thought, Do you know what? New kitchen or new kitchen experience, we're going to get rid of the bread bin. See the trauma this caused my children. Oh my goodness, they are still telling me about the fact. Imagine throwing out the bread bin. <laughs> Change. I was really excited about it. They were devastated because it meant something that they knew, something that was familiar, was changing. And you know what boys are like about change, my goodness. So it means letting go. Although we're excited about the new, it means letting go of what has been.
Let's hear what God's word says about that today. Ruth's going to read, Ruth and Hannah, are you? They're going to read for us from the book of Revelation. Revelance chapter 21, starting at verse 1. Then they saw Hang on, wait two seconds. <laughs> Try that. Then they saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying look God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them they will be his people and God himself will be their God he will wipe every tear from their eyes there will be no more death or mourning, or crying, or pain. For the old orders of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and and the end, to the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all of this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. God bless this reading. Thank you. I remember back in the day when I did my um, first theology degree at Edinburgh University when I left school and going to my systematic theology class and one of the first things that I learned there, one of the first things that we did in that class was to learn all about God, to learn who God is and what God's character is, what God is like, what we can expect from God. And the words that come to me still from that time are words which have been ingrained on my memory ever since. And you probably know some of these words yourself. You'll have heard them, and you maybe wonder what they are or what they mean. But the sense in which God is omniscient, God is all-knowing, God knows everything that there is to know, and that God is omnipotent, is all-powerful, is in control of all of time. That God is omnipresent, God is everywhere at all times and that God is immutable, God is unchanging, God is always the same. And I suppose that comes from the verse, that last bit, the immutability of God, comes from the verse in the book of Hebrews where it says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. God is unchanging. And isn't it there that we find some irony? You know, this creative, dynamic being of God the one who in the beginning said, let there be light, and who is a creative force behind the universe, which is all about growth and change, that God, God's self is unchanging. The character of God is unchanging. So what do we mean by that? 
If God, this dynamic being who is all about living and doing, you know the great I am, the one who is the habitual present with us, who is always there with us in all things and in all circumstances, as God has been with all people from the beginning of time. And what does that sense of being immutable or being unchanging mean? It comes down to the character of God, that this creative dynamic being God, the great I am, God's character, the characteristics of God don't change. God's self is this creative moving force behind life, moving and changing the ways that life happens, working to bring God's promises and plans to fruition. But God's self, God's character, is always the same. So if we think about the character of God then, the, lo- the, the justice of God, the love of God, the mercy of God, the compassion of God, the faithfulness of God, these are the things which never change. And that means then that we can always trust, we can always rely that God will always be to us whom God has always revealed God's self to be. God will always be God, the same God whom we have always known. But this same unchanging God is also a dynamic and living creator. And that creation itself is made with change as part of its, de- as part of its design. It's made to keep on changing. Time moves on, dark turns to light, day turns to night. We see the seasons change along with everything else. From the very first moment of interaction, God is dynamic and moving and is involved in the business of creation. The creativity of this unchanging God is on display. Sun, moon, stars, the wonder of water, the greenness of land, the variety of trees and plants. Kingfishers and giraffes, monkeys and lizards, a tiny human baby. The variety of life, all displaying the creativity and the glory of God, all built with change in it. And God's creation, everything teems with the fullness of life and innovation, creativity and change. And if we think about it, that creativity and innovation is seen in the variety of ways that God has had dealings with people from creation until now. God has used new and different and innovative ways to mold and shape that creation and to reach that creation. From a burning bush to prophets to Jesus, God has used different ways of speaking to God's people. God is creative and innovative, always changing how things are done. God's self may be unchanging, but God has always revealed God's self to humanity in different and dynamic ways. We see it in Abraham following God's call to go to Ur, in Moses seeing God in the burning bush and in Israel encountering God in the parting of the waters in the Red Sea. It's always the same God that they meet, even although they meet that God in different ways. And then God does a new thing and reveals God's self in Christ, in human flesh. But God is still the same God. All of the characteristics that we see in Jesus are those that are known to us in God. God's love, God's healing, 
the redemptiveness of God, the way in which God restores humanity, all of that is in view in Christ. All of that comes to fruition in Christ. All of that happened through the work that Jesus does on earth. Whether it's healing in the here and now and making someone well, they can go and live life to the full, go and be restored to their family, their life and their community. Whether it's in that or whether it's in the work that Christ does for each one of us in dying on the cross, there is restoration and hope and redemption. God is, un, God is on view. The unchanging God seen throughout time is in view. And that brings us to our reading today. A reading from the ends of time. And still we see that this creative, driving, life-giving force is still at work. And it's part of God's plan, even at the end of time, to make all things new. Creating a new heaven and a new earth and working in all things to bring about God's plan and God's kingdom. Throughout scripture, throughout the story of the relationship between God and humanity is this wonderful weaving and toing and froing of these two threads, the unchanging character of God and the different ways that this dynamic and living God is at work in the world as God is working to bring about God's plan for God's creation. Redeeming it, restoring it, making it new. And I suppose that brings me to us and our lives. How often have we seen change and anything that comes from change from only within our own perspectives? We tend to see it either from within our own range of feeling, whether we're excited about it, it's something new that we're looking forward to, or whether it's something sad that we are finding the loss of difficult. We tend to experience pain from within, not pain, we tend to experience change from within our own realm of feeling, from within the view of the chaos that the change has brought. And sometimes, or often, that actually makes it harder, we find it harder to see the bigger picture. But if God, the unchanging, always loving, always faithful God is always making all things new and is always working God's purposes out, might we allow that to change our perspective? Might that help us change our view of the changes that are happening in our lives? Can we, in a sense, turn the microscope the other way and look through the other end from the perspective of our minuscule view of our own lives to the bigger picture of the plans that God has for eternity, of which we're only a small part. And does that help us to wonder what God might be working out in the grand scheme of things and help us to see that there is hope? Would that make it easier to accept change, to accept new ways and new beginnings as something that's a natural part of life, that's something that's part of God's bigger plan 
for us, for our family, for our town, for our world, for our congregation, for our denomination, for the world church. What do you think? Over these last three weeks, we've thought about change. But change is something that we cannot escape. But in all of it, I think we see from today in particular that there's a much, much bigger picture than just what's going on for us. And maybe some of the changes that are coming our way are part of God's bigger picture and bigger plan for our town, for our families, for our world. Let's pray. Father, change is uncomfortable. Any change is uncomfortable. We might find ourselves excited by it. We might find ourselves saddened by it. It always heralds something new. The Lord in all things, open our eyes to the ways in which you are at work in that and open our minds to the possibilities that perhaps you have a bigger plan and that what we are experiencing is part of that. Help us to trust you in it, to turn to you and to share our feelings with you and to know that you are making all things new and that there is hope in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and sing by faith. It's a while since we've sung this one, so hopefully you all remember it. It was a hymn of the month way back in the days when we had such things.
about you but my voice is still finding it difficult to get used to singing again <clears throat> let's come before God with our prayers dedicating our offering and our prayers for our world let's pray gracious and loving God we who are here this morning are so aware of the plenty that we have the riches of a roof and a home to call our own the riches of food in our fridge and our cupboards the riches of family even if that's just wider family and friends around us people that we can rest or that we can rely on and relax with and enjoy company with. We live in relative peace. For the most part, we live in a country where there is democracy and fairness in some ways where most of us feel that our voices are heard. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you for that, for all of these things that we take in some ways for granted and don't even recognise their worth. And so, Lord, this morning we turn our thoughts and we turn our prayers to our brothers and sisters for whom that is not their experience. We pray for those who don't have homes to call their own, 
who live in tents provided by HNCR, um, the Refugee United Nations High Commission for Refugees. We pray for those who are dependent on others for their food, for those who have to walk miles for clean water. We pray for those who don't know what it is to live in peace. Whether they live nearby and it's a case of home is somewhere where they dwell in fear or whether it's across the world where they live with the sound of gunfire or planes or weapons all around them. Father, we pray. We pray for hope. We pray for peace. We pray for fairness throughout our world. That all of the resources of this rich world would be shared among all of us fairly. And so we pray for governments and leaders that they might be, that they might govern fairly and justly, that they might put at the top of their agenda the well-being of the communities that they govern. And Father, enable us and encourage us not just to pray, but to work out how we might bring those prayers, how we might work in our lives to make these prayers happen. Encourage us to get in touch with our MPs, our MSPs. Encourage us to support the work of Christian Aid and other charities who are working in these places. So that not just our prayers, but the prayers of others might be answered. Father, we pray for those in our own community. Those experiencing change in lots of different ways. Perhaps dealing with a change in health. Or a change in circumstances. A lost job or the end of furlough. We pray that they might know your care, your compassion, your healing. And we pray for those whose life has been changed in recent days with the death of a loved one. Lord, may they too feel your presence with them in the spaces that are around them. May they know your comfort and care in their loss. Strengthen them and fill them with your hope. Lord, each one of us here today comes with our own prayers, with the things and the people that are known only to us, 
And so now in the silence, we lift these prayers to you as generations have done in this place before us in the knowledge that you hear them. Father, we lift these prayers to you along with this, our offering. And we ask that you would use not just the money that we offer, but our lives, our talents and our time together with our our money in the growth and the building up and the bringing in of your kingdom in this place. We pray that it might make a difference in people's lives and that through our work, our service, all might come to know the love that you have for them. We ask these things in Jesus' name and we say together the words which Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Reminder that there's tea and coffee after the service. And I hope some of you will stay and enjoy it. And if you have other things to do, then um, you're free, obviously, as always, to go. And I'll meet you at the door. Let's stand and sing our final hymn, God is Love, Let Heaven Adore Him.
from this place. And as you do, may the love of God and may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon you and remain with you and with those whom you love today and forevermore. Amen. Yeah.